This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the government is now going to have to list who owns the office space it leases. The newest Congress wants to improve inclusion and diversity at the Capitol. And a new recruitment effort by the CIA has it out with a new website. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A bipartisan bill which requires the government to identify who owns the office space it leases is signed into law. The Secure Federal Leases from Espionage and Suspicious Entanglements Act was first brought forth by Senators Gary Peters and Rob Portman. It was in response to a Government Accountability Office report which found several federal agencies were leasing high-security office space in foreign-owned properties, including six FBI and three Drug Enforcement Administration field offices. The 117th Congress has a few notable rules aimed at improving diversity and inclusion. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The House passed a new rules package that makes its own diversity and inclusion and whistleblower ombudsman offices permanent. Lawmakers established both offices in the last Congress. The rules also require congressional committees to plan out how they'll address racial, gender, and other inequities through their hearings and other work. House members passed the new rules package along party lines. Nicole Lagrisco, Federal News Network. The CIA adds another piece to its two-plus-year effort to change the way it recruits the next generation of employees. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. A career like no other. That's the new tagline from the CIA in an effort to charge up its recruiting efforts. The spy agency revamped its website with a focus on hiring new employees. The new site lets users search open CIA jobs, learn about student programs, and describes the agency's hiring process. The new site is the latest in a series of efforts started in September 2018. Among the other initiatives the CIA has launched is a new labs office focused on research and development and naming its first executive for Hispanic engagement in October. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Several hundred members of the D.C. National Guard are being activated this week to help manage the protests expected during this week's formal counting of the Electoral College vote. Defense officials say Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy has approved the call-up of 340 troops starting today. The soldiers will be unarmed and will work mainly on traffic and crowd control duties. And the military is seeing more COVID-19 cases as positive tests continue to rise across the country. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. More than 110,000 service members have now been infected with coronavirus, according to new numbers from the Defense Department. The military is seeing cases rise faster in recent weeks. About 50,000 service members have been infected from Thanksgiving to the new year. The number of people related to DOD who have been infected is nearing 170,000. That includes contractors and military dependents. 14 service members have died from the disease, DOD attributes the low mortality rate to a young and fit population. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. It will be several more years before the Pentagon passes a financial audit, but as Federal News Network's Jared Serber reports, Congress wants to know how much DOD is spending on the process itself. DOD has only done three full-scale audits so far, and as expected, it's failed each one. But a provision in the just-passed 2021 federal spending bill orders the department to start providing detailed breakdowns on how much those audits cost. Congress wants reporting on eight different elements, including how much DOD is paying outside accounting firms and how much it's spending to solve the problems auditors find. The Pentagon has previously estimated those costs at about a billion dollars a year. 
Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Air Force Life Cycle Management Center Simulators Division hosts its second annual Pitch Day. Pitch Days allow small and non-traditional companies to throw out ideas to the Air Force in the hopes of getting a small business innovative research contract. The division awarded $10 million to 10 small businesses. The awardees include Corvid Technologies, which wants to provide virtual training simulations for refueling planes. Another winning company is Soar Technologies, which creates speech recognition software for flight simulators. The General Services Administration is trying to get a sense of just how mature the artificial intelligence and machine learning sector is among current and potential contractors. GSA released a request for information for hardware and services vendors seeking in-depth details on the state of AI and ML. The 41-page document asks everything from agencies currently using the product or service to the amount of training needed to use the AI or ML to the data security integrated in the products. Responses to the survey are due January 29th. For one federal agency, a year of the pandemic made things both easier and more difficult, as we hear from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The number of passengers passing through Transportation Security Administration checkpoints fell by nearly two-thirds last year. TSA says it checked 324 million passengers compared to 824 million the year before. But Administrator David Bukowski said the agency had to make numerous changes to protect its own officers and the public from COVID. Officers are still under orders to wear face masks and gloves. TSA installed plastic barriers at nearly 400 airports. But it also installed devices that let travelers scan their own documents for verification rather than hand them over to an officer. Those went up at 125 airports. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. More federal unions are calling on Social Security Commissioner Andrew Saul to resign. National leadership at the American Federation of Government Employees and the International Federation of Professional and Technical Engineers say the SSA commissioner should step down. They say SSA leaders have not communicated a clear vision for the agency or a long-term reopening and telework plan. The AFGE union representing SSA customer service representatives and the Association of Administrative Law Judges have previously called for the commissioner's resignation. Saul is in the middle of a six-year term that expires in 2025. The Postal Regulatory Commission names Commissioner Ashley Poling as its vice chairwoman. She'll take over for former PRC vice chairman Michael Kubianda, who served out his one-year leadership term. Prior to joining the PRC, Poling served as the director of governmental affairs to Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee ranking member Gary Peters. She also served as a senior policy counsel to former Senator Heidi Heitkamp and as counsel to Senator John Tester. And the Federal Chief Data Officers Council welcomes its newest member. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The State Department names former DHS Executive Matthew Gravis as its first permanent Chief Data Officer. He'll take over for Acting CDO Janice DeGarmo, who's held the job since summer 2019. Gravis previously served as the Chief Data Officer at Citizenship and Immigration Services and as the Transportation Security Administration's Director of Security Threat Assessment Operations. The 2019 Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act requires agencies to name a Chief Data Officer. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.